It is Sunday, April 17th, 2016. This is U62 the Targ. Let's do this! As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Tappen. On this week's show, discussing the new trailers that came out this week, we got my reaction to the Star Wars Rebels season finale, and sampling some orange soda. It's episode 9.06, The Adventures of Clippy Magoo. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. You 62 the tar, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here. Welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. Feel a little down right now. I just got the email that one of my Wikipedia articles had been rejected. That makes me feel sad because I mentioned writing a Wikipedia article on Facebook the other night, and a lot of folks chimed in were like, Dude, you write f- Wikipedia? Thank you so much for helping me pass those reports in grade 9. To be fair, there's only one Wikipedia article I've ever written from scratch. Ten years ago when I was job hunting looking for that first radio gig and had a lot of free time on my hands, I wrote the Wikipedia entry for my hometown of Entwistle, Alberta. Go read it. Here we are 11 years later, and about 90% of that article is still what I personally wrote. So, yay, that's one of my proudest accomplishments. But, yeah. I find it's difficult to submit new entries because Wikipedia is a little more refined now. They have an editorial board, and they give your entries the thumbs up or thumbs down if they're going to be an official, actual Wikipedia entry. So what did I write the other night? It's one of those things I had in the back of my head for a while, and I was bored doing laundry, waiting for the dryer to finish, so I sat down and wrote it. I wrote a Wikipedia entry for something called... Leonard Maltin's Animation Favorites from the National Film Board of Canada. It's this TV special that Leonard Maltin did for A&E way back in the early 90s, and the title says it all. He presents and talks about his favorite short films from the National Film Board of Canada. I finally picked it up on DVD about a year or two ago, and, you know, I just felt this should have a Wikipedia entry. So I wrote it and submitted it, and they said no. They said the main reason why they uh, turned it down was because I didn't have enough verifiable sources. I will admit it's the kind of thing there's not a lot of information on it on the internet. I mean, we have the film itself, which you can watch free for streaming at the National Film Board of Canada website, and we have One review of the DVD from 15 years ago that I found on the third page of Google. The first two pages were essentially digital card catalogs saying that, yes, a lot of libraries have it in their collection. So until someone else does more research on Leonard Moulton's animation favorites from the National Film Board of Canada, I'm not going to have any better references to add to it. So... Looks like that Wikipedia entry is going to die on an editor's desk. Oh, well, at least I tried. Everything's 
better with Mark Chappis. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. Mark Chappis on U62, The Targ. We had a couple of cool movie trailers come out this past week as well. Uh, we're getting to learn a little more about the wizarding world of Harry Potter with Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Kicked out of Hogwarts for endangering human life with a beast. Yet one of your teachers argued strongly against your expulsion. I wonder, what makes Albus Dumbledore so fond of you, Mr. Scamander? As you can see in that new trailer, we got a lot stronger connections to the Mother franchise. They quote Albus Dumbledore there, and if you watch the whole trailer, they actually use the Harry Potter theme song. I am kind of curious about this because, you know, J.K. Rowling, this is her first screenplay, and she also mapped out an outline for a trilogy, so that way they can keep this film franchise going just a little bit longer. Uh, it stars Eddie Redmayne, who won the Oscar a few years ago for playing Stephen Hawking. He was also the bad guy in Jupiter Ascending. And I can see now why Matt Smith, who was the star of Doctor Who, was once in negotiations for this role, because the character does seem very 11th Doctor-y, which is cool. I like the 11th Doctor on Doctor Who. But at the end of the day, you know, it's still part of the Harry Potter universe. I don't know why, but the Harry Potter universe never grabbed me. I read the first book and I thought, meh, it was okay. I watched all the movies except for the last two, Deathly Hallows 1 and 2, and I thought the movies were okay. So yeah, when it comes to my attitude towards Harry Potter, my attitude has just been okay. So perhaps I will go see it when it comes out this Christmas and it will also be Okay. Who knows, for a Harry Potter noob like myself, it might even prove to be a good jumping on point and I might finally go read the books. I have one friend of mine, he was horrified when I told him all I ever saw was the movies. He's like, no, but the books are so much better. How dare you deny yourself the awesomeness of the books? So, yeah. And of course, the Marvel Universe just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We had the first trailer for Doctor Strange as well. Your work saved the lives of thousands. What if I told you that reality is one of many? I don't believe in fairy tales about chakras or energy or the power of belief. You wonder what I see in your future? Possibility. Is it just me, or does Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent sound really, really weird? I've just been so used to him using his British accent and everything that hearing him do American, it's a little bit off-putting. But yeah, I don't know what more he can say. Did we ever think we would get here with the Marvel Universe? They have now reached all the way back to Doctor Strange. You know, if Squirrel Girl ever gets her own movie... I would actually probably go see that because I'm curious to see what they would do with the Squirrel Girl movie. But still, it's just so insane how big the Marvel Universe has gotten. Doctor Strange again, it's looking pretty good. I might wait for the actual movie now because they've got this down to a science that all the trailers are kind of looking the same to me now. We have our man who discovers his power and you are entering a greater world that you never knew, you know. So many trailer cliches on display in that trailer. But hey, you know, I've been completely suckered in by Marvel, which means I will probably go see it when it comes out this November. Speaking of, just a few more weeks till Captain America's Civil War, and I am so glad that the reviews are 
positive. You're listening to Mark Kappas. Go do disgusting things to that boy. On U62. The Targ. So I finally had a chance to sit down and watch the season finale of Star Wars Rebels. Oh my god, you guys. The Star Wars Rebels season finale was so good. It definitely kind of matched the tone of Empire Strikes Back in that our heroes have been dealt a serious blow and definitely the first bit of season three is going to be about our heroes recovering from that blow. And I'm kind of surprised that I liked it so much because with Star Wars Rebels this year, a lot of the creative talent that worked on Star Wars The Clone Wars came on board. They brought back Captain Rex from Clone Wars, only now he's old. They brought back Ahsoka Tano, who was um, Anakin Skywalker's apprentice, but she's all grown up now. Clone Wars ended with her leaving the Jedi Order, so she's like this rogue force wielder now. So, at first I was a little bit iffy because, I'm going to be honest with you, I did not like Star Wars The Clone Wars. Strange thing is, I actually kind of like the prequels. I still kind of enjoy Phantom Menace. Attack of the Clones, meh. And Revenge of the Sith, I think, is pretty good, too. As I said before, you know, building up to the Phantom Menace, I was graduating from college. It was just a crazy, wonderful time in my life. So I'm not sure exactly how much of my love for those movies is tied up with my nostalgia for that era. Anyways, I finally felt burnt out and frustrated with Star Wars with The Clone Wars. The animated movie came out to start the series. I went to the theater to check out the animated movie, and I was just like, I'm done. This is not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. And yeah, that just completely soured me on the series as well. Even though my friends were like, oh, dude, you got to check out the series. This series is so awesome. So when I finally signed up for Netflix a couple years ago, it was on Netflix. I slowly worked my way through the series. And again, I was like, no, I, I, I just not doing this. This just isn't doing it for me. So yeah, the Clone Wars, it's like every problem that everyone had with the prequels, in the Clone Wars, I saw that, and it was cranked up threefold at least. I get it. I know people have their frustrations with the prequels uh, because I know when Force Awakens came out, people highlighted every problem with the prequels by taking this scene. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. And comparing it to this scene. I didn't know there was this much green in the whole galaxy. So yeah, take Anakin's monologue about sand and stuff like that just always popped out at me in the Clone Wars and dug into my brain and I just could not get into the Clone Wars. So for season two of Rebels, when they started doing all this, tying up the loose ends of Clone Wars, I was like, well, I liked season one. Let's see where they're going with this. And I'm glad I stuck with it. Because throughout the series, one of the recurring plots is our remaining Jedi, uh, Kanan, and his apprentice, Ezra. They need to uncover the mystery of this Sith Lord, Darth Vader, who's helping out the Empire. And Ahsoka helps them. And through meditation and reconnecting with the Force, she uncovers that Darth Vader is her former Jedi Master, Anakin Skywalker. So then in the season finale, when they finally confront each other and start their final battle. Oh my God, you guys. 
It was foretold that you would be here. Our long-awaited meeting has come at last. I'm glad I gave you something to look forward to. We need not be adversaries. The Emperor will show you mercy if you tell me where the remaining Jedi can be found. There are no Jedi. You and your Inquisitors have seen to that. Perhaps this child will confess what you will not. I was beginning to believe I knew who you were behind that mask. But it's impossible. My master could never be as vile as you. Anakin Skywalker was weak. I destroyed him. Then I will avenge his death. Revenge is not the Jedi way. I am no Jedi. Now see, as much as I was unimpressed with the Clone Wars, I'm glad I stuck with it because now, with those two characters squaring off, I understand the history, I understand the bitter and resentment and the heartbreak in Ahsoka's voice, and it just made it so good. And again, seeing the characters we love, Kanan and Ezra, and seeing them just oh, hurt so bad in that season finale. And spoiler warning, looks like Ezra has fallen to the dark side as well. Oh my God, you guys, Star Wars Rebels is just so good. If you haven't watched it yet, I recommend you check it out. You're listening to Mark Chappas. Go do disgusting things to that boy. On U62, The Targ. When I saw this pop in the grocery store the other day, I knew it was time for another installment of Mark Tastes Random Things. We seem to live in an era now where everything is artisanal and handcrafted. Even plain old soda pop isn't safe from this trend. You know, if you're ever in your grocery store there by the deli counter where they have the hot food like the rotisserie chicken, usually right next to the ready-made sandwiches, they have a small selection of pop. At my local grocery stores, that's where they have the super rare fancy pants pops, and sometimes I try them. And I discovered this one outfit out of Vancouver called the Phillips Soda Company. They are a handcrafted artisanal pop company. They say they're a craft brewery for pop. They got two flavors out there, intergalactic root beer, which tastes like root beer, and spark mouth ginger ale, which, man oh man, you can really taste the ginger in that. And of course I went for it because it's got like a tin toy Godzilla on the label. Well, a few months ago I was on their Facebook page and I discovered they have introduced a third flavor and my local grocery store had it in today. That is Daredevil Orange Cream Soda. It's got a little dirt bike rider on the uh, label. I love their labels. They look like old-fashioned tin toy boxes. But anyway, I have a bottle of Daredevil Orange Cream Soda right here, so let's give it a sample. It's the kind of pop where you know the bottles aren't twists off. I had to go get a bottle opener from the kitchen. There we go. My bottle cap is off. Let's have a sip of the Daredevil Orange Cream Soda. Oh, wow. You can really taste the orange. It's like fizzy orange juice. It's that orangey. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. It's like eating a fresh orange, a mandarin orange at Christmas time, but it's fizzy and it'll make you burp. I like this. Mm. Oh, yeah, good stuff. Phillips Soda Company, I think you got another winner here. Daredevil Orange Cream Soda, look for it at a grocery store near you. U62 Dark has everything you want in a podcast. Scooby-Doo, Batman, and Weird Al, it's the holy trinity of pop culture. Download it today at chaosinabox.com. Well, looks like we're almost at the end of this week's podcast. Yeah, sorry guys, I don't have a song of the show for this time out. After ripping all the Star Wars clips and all the trailer clips, I really didn't feel like ripping a song to add as well. So, yeah, it's Saturday afternoon, I'm getting tired, I feel like wrapping this up. But hey, I'm wondering if you can help me with a decision. I was checking out my Disney Movie Rewards account, and once again, I have enough points for a free Blu-ray from Disney. So I can't decide... Do I want The Sword in the Stone or do I want The Jungle Book? I enjoy both films about the same. Jungle Book, a little more prestigious. It's one of Disney's prestige animated films. Sword in the Stone, not so much. Jungle Book is hot right now because the live action film just came out in the theaters. But still, Sword in the Stone, pretty cool because we got knights and wizards and fun stuff like that. So I just can't decide. So you know what? Let me know which one should I get. You can tweet me at Chaos in a Box, leave a message on my Facebook page, or you know what? I got a comment system on ye old blog where you're downloading this. You can just leave a little note down below in the comment section. If uh, I don't get any answers, I'm probably going to go with Sword in the Stone because I texted my best friend and asked her for her opinion, and she said, go with Sword in the Stone. So there we go. Go! Let's see if you can get me to change my mind from her vote. I'm Mark Kappas. This has been the Targ. I will see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of the Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. Well, that was pointless. Yeah.